Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and it's game day. The New York Giants are taking on the San Francisco 49ers tonight, and I'm pumped. Do I think that we're going to win? Maybe not. It's going to be a tough one. The 49ers are a damn good football team, but our Giants, they're known for pulling off some upset victories here and there. And when Brian Dable's leading this team and he's deep in his bag, we know that we can beat anybody. So we'll see how it goes tonight. We're going to go ahead and preview this game, dive into some of the key storylines, key matchups to keep an eye on in this one. So before we dive into all that, though, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And how are you feeling about this game tonight? I'm freaking scared, bro. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't, every time I think of Evan Neal, I just think of a turnstile. I think of one of those New York City subway stop turnstiles. Those things freaking hit back, though. So I hope that Evan Neal can actually hit back. Um, I mean, come on. This is this is scary stuff. You look at that off that defensive line for the 49ers. You look at our offensive line. We don't have Ben Bredesen, no Andrew Thomas. We don't have Aziz Ojolari on the defensive side. We don't have Saquon Barkley. I mean, the the odds are stacked against us. And you know what I would, if I was Brian Dable right now, I'd be going into that locker room before the game and saying, nobody out there believes you guys. Nobody out there believes that you guys can win this game. Nobody thinks you have what it takes. Nobody's giving you any respect. Everyone thinks this is a this is an automatic win for the 49ers. Why don't you go out there and show them that they're wrong? Why don't you go out there and actually make it a competitive game? Put your best foot forward. Make sure you leave all your all out there. You know, even guys that ha- don't have the, a lot of experience, like there's an opportunity here to show that we belong here. We belong in prime time playing against the San Francisco 49ers, arguably better than the Cowboys who just beat the absolute daylights out of us. This is a chance to bounce back and say, you know what? We're missing four of our guys and we could still hang with your ass. We could still sit here and compete. And I think that that's what the message I'd be sending. We still have to show up. We have to play this game no matter what until the final whistle blows You guys got to step out there and finish this freaking game, whether you're getting blown out or you're right in it until the end. And I think the Giants have to decide here how much are they really good, how much do they really want this game? You know, this is a game that they could put themselves right back in the fold as, you know what, we belong in the top half of the power rankings. We belong up there competing with the best teams in football. That week one was a fluke. Watch what we're going to do without our best players against a team, you know, like this. So, you know, 49ers, really freaking good. Great offensive line, great defensive line, great running game, some damn good receivers. The Giants have the defense, right? Aside from Isaiah Zojolari, everyone's healthy. Leonard Williams, step the hell up. Dexter Lawrence, keep kicking ass. Kayvon Thibodeau, I hope your meditating works because, man, we're going to need it. Like, (laughs) all this stuff. There's a lot that's going to happen over the next couple hours here that is going to define what this Giants team is. Are we going to lay down and let a team like the 49ers walk over us? Or are we going to step up and fight and show that we can freaking battle from behind without without some key guys? So... This is what this is what good teams are made of, man. The depth guys step up and you they plug those holes and bam, you're right back in it and you're still playing football. And ultimately, it's a game. They have to go into it understanding anyone wins these games. Anyone can win. How many upsets have we seen? We just came back from 20 to 0 down at halftime and we we won a game that we were not meant to win. Um and and I'll tell you what 
If we can win that game at a 3.7% chance, I'm giving us a much better than a 3.7% chance to win this game probability-wise. So I feel like it's not impossible we can. Nonetheless, I am scared because I am scared of Evan Neal and I am scared of Nick Bosa. Um, but I really do think that ultimately the game plan is going to be the key here. How do the Giants game plan around this pass rush? Lots of play action, manufacturing pockets for Daniel Jones. And guys, Daniel Jones is going to have to win us this game. We're going to have to see the parabolic version of Demon Daniel because this is going to be a defining moment of the season for the Giants if he steps out there invigorated confident motivated coming off that second half performance maybe we stick in this game for the long haul you know Anthony what do you think it's going to take because I think Daniel Jones is going to have to have one of the best games of his career to put this thing in perspective in terms of we can win this game but we all gotta I gotta elevate my game and everyone has to follow suit the quarterback is the key right here man like you watch Patrick Mahomes he steps up everyone follows Daniel Jones got to set that example everyone will follow we saw the defense do it last week in the second half yeah, I mean, I think that this game relies on, on Daniel Jones. You know, it rests on his shoulders. Can he carry this team like he did in the second half of that Week 2 thriller? Um, and I like one of the things that you said there, though, Alex, in terms of changing the narrative around the New York Giants. Now, they had a terrible Week 1. They had a terrible first half in Week 2. They came back. They won that game. They looked like the New York Giants that we got used to um, last season, right, with Brian Dable leading the charge and them winning games. But now they go into Week 3, and here's the question. Was Week 1 a fluke, or is that the team that they really are? And is Week 2 the fluke? The second half of week two, the fluke. Now the Giants can really prove if they go out there and they somehow sneak away from San Francisco with a win, they go from being one of those fluky teams to being a contender. Like you beat San Francisco on primetime in their stadium. Now we're talking about Week one didn't count for the Giants. This is a real Super Bowl contender if they beat San Francisco and if Daniel Jones has another performance like that. So this really can be that game that changes the narrative completely, turns the Giants' season around, has them looking like a um, originally like a middling playoff, maybe hopeful team to being a team that's a force to be reckoned with. And let's see that next matchup with Dallas because that's the one that's going to be circled, especially after that week one. So... This is a huge game for the Giants. They could turn the season around here, change the narrative, and it does rely on the shoulders of Daniel Jones, as we just said, because not only is Daniel Jones going to have to lead the passing attack of this offense as the quarterback, but I think he also needs to lead the rushing attack of this offense. Fun fact, Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than any quarterback in the NFL through two weeks of the regular season. That's phenomenal, but they need to keep relying on that aspect of his game, even more so now with Saquon Barkley not in the lineup. Now, I like Matt Breda. I can trust in him. I think that he can be a serviceable starter for a few games while Barkley's out and recovering. But Daniel Jones is going to be the focal point of that rushing game because defenses always key in on the running back. They always just let Daniel Jones go by for some reason. He's so good at pulling that ball at the last second on those keepers and taking off. Those quarterback design runs that the Giants do, they're deadly. I said this in yesterday's episode as well, Alex. Last season, the Giants ran those bootlegs and Daniel Jones would take off. We saw it against Chicago, touchdown. We saw it against Indianapolis, touchdown. He's got to pull that one out of the hat tonight. I think that's really going to be one of those special plays. Daniel Jones can just keep one of those bootlegs, take off, and catch the 49ers defense by surprise and hopefully go in there and score a touchdown. So, I'm thinking that Daniel Jones, yes, is going to have a good passing attack in this game if we win, but I also think he's going to get busy on the ground. But in terms of that passing attack, who steps up, right? We got Wandale Robinson coming back tonight. I think that's really exciting. Now, how much will he be playing? I think he's going to be limited probably on a snap count, but 
It's great to have him back on the field. He's got the ability to move around the offense, plays in the slot, can even go in the backfield. It's probably going to be the Giants' little gadget player for this game until he's fully healthy and ready to go. They'll work him back into the lineup. But the other guys that I'm expecting to step up, I'm expecting a big game from Jalen Hyatt. I think that he's going to carry that momentum from last week. He showed that he really can be a star. He can be a difference maker for this team. I did a film breakdown on him on the channel. Go check it out if you haven't already. But there is something special with Jalen Hyatt and the speed that he brings to this offense. And it's not only that. He's a good route runner. Like, that's a shocking part of the shocking development here. Pre-draft, everyone gave him his criticism. He proved everybody wrong in that Arizona game because he ran a damn good corner route for a big gain of 30 yards um, in the second half. So Jalen Hyatt, I think, is one of the X factors, but the number one player in the passing game that I'm keeping an eye on, Alex, and I want to get your take on it, it's Darren Waller. There is a fierce matchup of brewing in tonight's game. I don't think it's getting nearly enough attention. Darren Waller versus Fred Warner is going to be a boxing match. I'm so excited for that one. Because Fred Warner, best coverage linebacker in the NFL. But when you're talking about speedy tight ends that have receiving ability, it doesn't get much better than Darren Waller. So that Waller versus Warner matchup is one that I'm really excited about. Alex, who do you think comes out on top of that? Oof. <laughs> I mean, Fred Warner is really freaking good, man. It's, it's uh, I, I, okay, this is my take. They're going to do everything in their power to keep Darren Waller away from Fred Warner. They're going to keep, they're going to put him out. Well, I wouldn't, honestly, if there's any game to just break open the playbook and do all the shit that you would not normally do, this is the game to do it. To just crazy get creative. Like, really just take it to the next level. Put him out wide on the boundary, Darren Waller. Have him go up against cornerbacks. Try to get that size advantage. Um, you know, put him on the opposite. Put him in motion. If you see Fred Warner on one side of the field, you put Darren Waller in motion to the other side. See if they're playing man coverage. Test them. Um, they do a really good job of undercutting those routes. But as you saw last week against the Rams, they gave up a lot of yards underneath. They were waiting. They were begging the Rams to throw them deep because they were waiting on it. And they were giving them a lot of room to work with. And the Rams don't have, like, a crazy running game. Kieran Williams is a good player. Um, but I definitely think that right now... At the end of the day, like if the if the Giants are going to win this game, they're, they're, it's going to be through the passing game, right? Like I, I like Matt Breda, but he's not Saquon Barkley, man. Like he's not Saquon. He's not going to break a tackle from Fred Warner. In fact, he's probably going to fumble from Fred Warner in more likelihood. So like that's obviously not going to do not want that to happen. But I'll tell you what right now. Jalen Hyatt, you mentioned his name, big guy in this one. And you know what? Maybe they get even more creative with the running back position. Maybe Paris Campbell gets involved at running back. Maybe Wandell takes a couple snaps back there, and they start to just really get creative, and they open it all up. And I think that that is the way to beat teams like this, because if I'm the 49ers, I'm looking at week one and saying, all right, all we got to do, send four pass rushers, beat their offensive line, and just stack the box and wait for them to have to make short throws or whatever it might be, you know, keep our guys close. If I'm the Giants, I'm saying, you know what? We're not going to do that we're not going to buy into that exact thing we're going to manufacture these pockets of play action we're going to take shots downfield we're going to let our guys run downfield we're going to have daniel jones throw that thing as far as he possibly can and let jalen hyatt skate down there and grab it we're going to play exactly the opposite of how they think we're going to play because that playbook is open man we saw the playbook open up in the second half there are plays in there that work there are plays in there that beat any defense you just need to time it right you need to get the right coverages the giants can't be afraid to test the 49ers they can't play conservative in this game they got to come out fucking swinging man swing for the fences punch them in the face right out of the gate because that's how you're going to beat teams like this if you let them get the momentum they're not going to let it go it's the 49ers they're elites they're in their house they get that momentum they're not letting it go if you're 
you're the Giants, you freaking punch them in the face right out of the gate, and you can put them on the back foot and then start compounding on it. You see what compounding effect does to teams. The Giants got on the other side of that in week one, and we got blown out. If we can start this game hot, put them on the back foot, defense comes out, makes a stop, you score two drives in a row, suddenly we have the momentum, and then you try to hold on to that. You take the fans out of it, and you put your best foot forward. That's how you win big games like this. You have to come out swinging. You can't play conservative. And if I'm the Giants, I'm coming out here with that mentality because I think that is probably what's going to win us this game if we have a chance. Yeah, I think that's that's how they have to play. They have to play with that underdog mentality, that punch you in the mouth, that F you mentality, right? That's what they need because they need to understand the importance of winning this game. If they win this game, it really does change the narrative. The expectations will rise. The Giants will be considered one of the teams to beat in the NFC rather than one of the teams to make sure you don't lose again. So I, I think that with with New York and, and you know New York-San Francisco, this is going to be a really thrilling match. But another aspect of this is that the Giants do have a weakness to expose with with this 49ers offensive line, okay? Because the interior of that line is really suspect. They have the worst ranked right guard in the NFL right now, according to Pro Football Focus. Their left guard is also in the bottom half of the league, and their center is in the bottom half of the league. That interior right there... Dexter Lawrence, go get yours, baby. Go get it, Leonard Williams. Like, go get in there, get some pressure on Brock Purdy, force him out of the pocket, right into the lap of hopefully Kayvon Thibodeau um, and maybe even Jahat Ward, those edge rushers who are going to be out there. Boogie Batch, Emotion Ziminitz, whoever's out there, right? That interior is really suspect for the, the 49ers. Now, they'll be fine on the ground just because of how they scheme together those running plays, and they have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, so they'll figure it out. You know, They're going to go out there, and they're going to have a good rushing game. Um, Christian McCaffrey has over 200 yards through two games. He's been unstoppable. So that's going to be something that the Giants need to focus in on. How do you slow down Christian McCaffrey? But in terms of slowing down uh, Brock Purdy, getting after him, it's got to be through the interior. They have a really weak interior offensive line, and I do think that's a matchup that the Giants can look to expose in this one um, and I'm really excited to hopefully see a big sexy Dexy dance from a sack tonight that would be phenomenal I think that would be something that gets all the fan base really excited and makes the Giants feel like they're back so um, Alex how are you feeling about the pass rush in this one we need a big day from Kayvon Thibodeau but he's got a tough matchup with Trent Williams maybe they move him over the other side move him around the line but I do think that those interior defensive linemen could be the key to pulling off this upset I mean look if I'm Kayvon Thibodeau in this game I'm coming away from a week of practice where people are doubting me. The fan base is doubting him. They're calling him a bust. They're putting him on. The, they're putting him in the back of their minds. They're like, this guy is not an impact player. If I'm Kayvon Thibodeau today, I'm coming out here with a reason to perform. I'm coming out here with extra motivation because at the end of the day, when you show up in big games and you make big plays against elite opponents, people take notice of that. If he shows up today and puts a freaking amazing performance on the football field, even if we lose, we're going to wake up tomorrow saying that guy, that's the version of Kayvon Thibodeau that we know he can be. That's the guy that's elite. That's the guy we drafted fifth overall. And that bust narrative disappears overnight. He has complete control over that. He has the talent. He's got the speed. He's got everything you need to be a great player. It's for him, I think it's about confidence. And he, when I was listening to him, to him this week, he sound, didn't sound like a guy that was very confident. I don't know about you, Anthony, but remember him in the past last year after those big moments and he was getting crazy, he was yelling, he was going nuts. Where is that guy? You know, where is the guy that is is fueling energy into this defense? I don't, you know, meditate, do your thing, whatever. I want to see the guy that's angry. I want to see the guy that wants it. And ultimately, I haven't seen that so far this year. And I think that after the comments, after the stuff that he's faced this week, after the adversity, the things he's seen on social media, now is his chance to step up and say, I'm still that guy. Um, and ultimately, I, I want we want players that respond to criticism with performance. We want guys that respond to that and say, that's not me. Watch this. 
And we don't, we haven't had guys like that in a long time. You know what I mean? I think Saquon is like that. I think even Daniel Jones has the capacity to be like that. Um, I Odell was like that. Man, people questioned him, and he came out and put up 200 yards, and we were like, well, shit, man, I guess you could you could smoke doobies with French girls all you want if you're going to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if you guys remember that picture of it. It was so funny. <laughs> um, but you know what? Like, that's the type of people that we want on this team, guys that just show up and respond to the negativity with better performance and shut everybody up because that's what New York – like, dude, the New York media is tough. Like, we expect a lot out of players. A lot of people expect a lot out of players, more than they even should sometimes. Um, and, you know, those guys step up, and ultimately I think that that's the mental fortitude we need. You need to play in New York and succeed in New York. Um, there's very, very often, very uh, rarely do you find players like Daniel Jones who just don't even tap into it. Like, they're just separated from the social media aspect of it or the media at all. He doesn't even care. Like, he's like, I'm in my, he's in his own world. But a lot of these guys are in the social media sphere. You know, like, Kayvon Thibodeau certainly sees everything online. Um, a lot of those guys probably see a lot online. Jalen Hyatt, for sure. Like, and he had such great energy last week. Xavier McKinney, we know he's always on. Jihad Ward's always online. Like, we see all these guys online all the time. Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins, they're all online. Um, you, you know they're seeing that stuff. So, um, I think they're going to... I think we give them a little bit of positivity. We give them a reason to perform well, and I think they're going to answer the call. So, you know, tonight, am I expecting us to win? The probability is against us, but I'll tell you one thing. There's nothing more dangerous than an injured dog, and the Giants are injured dogs right now, and they got to step up, and they got to fight for their turf, man. They got to fight for their for their season. They got to fight for their record. They got to show they deserve to be there. I don't care that there's backups, man. Like, ultimately, you have a scheme. You have coaches. You have guys that know how to win in, in these big scenarios. You leverage that now. This is where this is where winners come out. This is where you see who win, who wants to win football games and who doesn't care. Um, so I feel like the Giants. Yes, we're definitely at the other side of the odds on the spectrum, um, but I'm not ruling us out because ultimately we've seen a lot crazier. As Giants fans, I know you guys know this. We've seen a lot crazier things happen than beating the 49ers in their home. We've seen a lot crazier things happen. So I'm not saying we're going to lose this game, and there's no way in hell I'm ever going to say that. No, I agree with you. I mean, listen, the Giants historically have been the underdogs that always find a way to win, and I'm hoping that that can be the case tonight. This is a huge matchup, like we've been saying throughout this episode. If the Giants win this game, they change the narrative, and they look like a force to be reckoned with in the NFC. It's going to be a tough one. Nick Bosa, we didn't even dive into him much. He's still searching for his first sack of the season. He's going up against Evan Neal, as you said earlier, Alex, and that's a favorable matchup for him, for sure. He's due for a sack, and unfortunately, the Giants' offensive line, they've been giving them away like candy throughout the first two weeks of this season. So, we're going to need to see a big game out of Azidu from Evan Neal, the rest of those guys, Marcus McKethan, uh, Glowinski's going to be back in the lineup, John Michael Schmitz. It's going to be a tough one. The, the 49ers just have such a good defense um, at every layer. So it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. And of course, we'll hit you all with the post-game recap when it's all said and done, tell you what we're thinking, give you our pros, our cons, the good, bad, the ugly, and everything else in between. But but if you did enjoy this episode, make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.